Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. We're on a, in a series right now, spending about four weeks on the Holy Spirit. And um, we've actually we've been in a series called The Greatest Stories Ever Told. We've been going through the Old Testament, and uh, we're going to go back into that later. But I uh, just really felt led to pull back, spend some time teaching, and uh, kind of zeroing in on the Holy Spirit, who He is. It's been fun. And uh, if you've missed any of those messages, you can go online and listen to those. Uh, please download them, share them, or whatever, all free. Get God's Word in you. But we, um, we just really kind of zero in on the Holy Spirit, what that means for us. Um, we kicked it off two weeks ago. On the day of uh, on the uh, day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two actually came to the earth, um, and what that means for us, uh, we learned that it was through uh, it was through the unity, it was through the church coming together uh, in one mind, one accord. Acts chapter two says, and the Holy Spirit showed up, and it's one of the reasons we can know that the enemy loves to cause division. Is because, again, when there's division, it hinders the move of God. And so he, try, he wants just to bring us together. And I believe even more so on what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. So we learned there that the Holy Spirit showed up. We learned that that was a promise that we're going to study about in just a moment. And when that promise came, it was a release of power for us and for the church if we access that and if we tune into that. Um, last week we did this, just had three questions where we asked the question that, should I receive the Holy Spirit? Should you individually ask the Holy Spirit to come in and be a part of your life? Um, uh, we saw straight from Scripture that Jesus received the Spirit. Uh, throughout the book of Acts, encounters, 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 people who were believers, accepted Christ already, received the Holy Spirit as a second work. We see that in the Bible uh, so clearly. I shared a story about what God did in my life when I was 12 years old. When I received the Holy Spirit in my life, it was awesome. And uh, just, again, so thankful for that. Uh, we answered the question, can I receive the Holy Spirit? Um, you know, yes, absolutely. The answer was yes. There's nothing that you've done today that uh, can hinder and stop that today from the Holy Spirit. If you're here, there's a reason he's brought you here. And um, simply the third one was this. How do I receive the Holy Spirit? So we ask, and he comes. And the Bible says he gives to all who ask. And so today I want to just kind of look at, talk about what that means for us, the Holy Spirit and who he is. Um, so really, I hope that you're open to just, again, what the Bible says about this. First of all, I want you just to know that the Holy Spirit is he, not it. Okay? Um, just, you know, sometimes, man, it was, it was strong. It was stronger. It was not, it, it's he. Uh, if you read the scriptures, we'll see that he's referred to, uh, that it's very clear that it's a he. We, uh, we refer to him as the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's kind of difficult sometimes to wrap our minds around that because we're people. Um, and as persons, it's hard to kind of understand because some of us were like, wait a minute, he can't be like me, you know, or he can't be like the person sitting beside me. He, he can't be like that. No, it's, it's, it's hard for us to understand it, but the person of the Holy Spirit is this, it's part of the Godhead. And so it's a very important aspect in our life. And so this is what we do know. He has to be a person because we can have a personal relationship with him. Oh, y'all quiet for people who are spirit-filled. Some of y'all are like, I have no idea what this means. I'd hang in there. Uh, it, it's huge. We can have a personal relationship. So we learn something. I love a quote by R.A. Torrey. It says this. It says, if we once grasp the thought 
that the Holy Spirit is a divine person of infinite majesty, glory, holiness, and power, who is in marvelous condescension, has come into our hearts to make his abode there and take possession of our lives and to make use of them, it will put us in the dust and keep us in the dust. I can't think of a thought more humbling or more overwhelming than the thought that a person of divine majesty and glory dwells in my heart and is ready to use even me. Come on, man. He, that is the Holy Spirit. And, and I, I've taught this before, and uh, just, uh, just a quick reminder, I, I love the three G's when we think about the Holy Spirit. First of all, to help us understand the Holy Spirit, is just first of all, again, he's God. There are three parts. We believe the triune Godhead, and there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So he's God. And so second thing, the second G is this. He's good. So he's God. He's good. And the third G is he's a gift. And so we receive that gift. And so today I want to talk about what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit what that means for us, and I believe it's going to be able to today practically apply to your life. Graduates, this is like wild how timing flows, uh, how this works out for us, what we're going to learn today. Um, even for us as a church, um, what we've kind of experienced a very difficult week. For those of you who don't know, we lost someone who's a part of our church family this week, uh, unexpectedly young. And, uh, and so just as the Holy Spirit works, it's just amazing how he was planning this message Weeks ago that he knew we needed to hear today. So today we're going to look at this, what Jesus says. So first of all, you're probably in John 14 by now. Uh, in John 14, we're going to hear the words of Jesus. And this happens to where prior to this, in John 13, we learn that this is the time where Jesus now understood and knew that his hour, the Bible said, had come. So this is the ending of his earthly ministry. For three years, he had been here, and he had been, he had been teaching and sharing and doing great works. He knew now that his time now was coming to an end on this earth. And so this is what he does. This is, this is Jesus, and he's awesome. He does cool stuff. And, and so he does this. In the very last moments now, we're seeing of his earthly life, and he's going to teach some key things to his disciples. He first does this. He gets down, and he washes their feet. This is wild, man. There's, we could do a whole message on the power of what happens in that moment and what that looks like for us. But he is showing a great example of service and servanthood. And so he does this. He humbles himself now, and he, he sets the most beautiful example for us as a servant. He washes the disciples' feet, and then he begins to teach and share things to them. Now, he does something. He tells them this. He tells them that now my time has come, And this is what's getting ready to happen. You're getting ready to see one of you guys in the room with me betray me. Hmm. You're also going to see one of the guys in the room is going to deny me. And then as a result, this is what's going to take place. I'm going to die and I'm going to leave this earth. Now, I said all that because I think we need to understand the severity of what he says and why it's so important he's getting ready to tell them what he's going to tell them. Because this person now that they had come to grow and love and follow, they've given their life, three years of their life now, to follow this guy named Jesus, and he's getting ready to leave them. And so now they have been together for all this time, and he speaks these words to them. John 14, let's pick up in verse 15. He says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. 
All right. Now, this is Jesus. He's saying this. He's telling them, I'm not going to be here forever. So I'm going to send you another. Uh, actually, the, when you study that out, if you learn the Greek part of that, he's actually saying this. I'm going to send you another of the same kind. So it's not like I'm going to send you someone else not as cool as me, not as awesome. No, I'm going to send you another one like me. But this this one I'm going to send, he's going to be able to be with you forever and at all times. And again, he says this in verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And we sung this just a few moments ago. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now this is so powerful. He's sitting there telling them that again, I'm God. I'm sitting here with you. And the one that you know right now is you see me, I'm getting ready to send the third part and he's going to be with you. And this is not a lesser God. This is equal God. We know now that this is the Holy Spirit. Now, these guys were right here. They were struggling. They were freaked out in their mind because here again, the guy who had fed them, who had brought healing to them, the ones who had like carried them through difficult times, they were the ones in the boat when everything's going crazy and they see Jesus stand up on the boat, speak to a storm. And it ceases. This is the guy they saw walk on water and come and get in the boat with them. But he's leaving. Now, it's very tough when Someone that we love leaves us. It's very hard. It's very difficult. But he does something. He tells them, I'm going to send you another. Now, depending on the translation that you have, you, you're, you're going to see different uses of this word here uh, in, in the Greek, parakletos, that, that's going to show some It's going to say comforter, some's going to say helper, some's going to say friend if you have uh, the message Bible, all these different names that you see used. Now, if you're wondering which one of them is going to describe the Holy Spirit the best, it's all of them. Every one of them is just going to describe who he is. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to teach and just, just show you quickly four works of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you are like, man, he usually goes three. It's bonus day, amen? You know, you guys are getting out of school. You need one more for the road, you know? So we're going to give you four today. And so I want to look at this today, four works of the Holy Spirit in our life that we need and that we see here described and we see in the Bible. We talk this talk through Jesus. The first one is this, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Now, he, he didn't say this. He didn't say that we're supposed to be comfortable all the time. There's a big difference. A huge difference between the two. It's not about us being comfortable sometimes. Matter of fact, in this church, you get challenged to step out and to do more. Follow after God, man. Trust him. Live on his edge sometimes. But this is who he is. This is what he does for us. He is our comforter. They're getting ready to lose someone that they love, and he's telling them, I'm going to comfort you through the difficult times. And he uses this word. I think it's so beautiful. It reminds me of something. Uh, Who has a comforter? on their bed at home. It's okay to raise your hand. I'm not going like, to make you sign up for kids' church ministry. Or nothing. I mean, just, so raise it up. It's all right. Okay. You got a comforter. It's not a trick question. Okay. Okay. Now, now, who's got a comforter that's just for looks? 
Oh yeah, about half. I mean, I mean more. And and I remember when we were young, early marriage, and we, you know, finally was able to get the comforter, and and it was one of them angels like, don't touch that. You know, that's for it's, it's for looks. And, and, and it's, it's amazing uh, that we do that, that we have these comforters uh, so many times, a lot of people in this room, and those comforters are simply for this, to look at. You know, I, if we're not careful, this is what can happen with the comforter who's in this room right now. If, if we're not careful, what we can do is this. We can say, all right, we're going to come together and we're going to have church and we're going to look. The comforter's going to be there. We're going to look at him and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to go have a good time. And then we're going to go eat because you always go eat after church. And it's just one of those deals. And then we go and we leave and we say, man, did y'all see the comforter? It doesn't make sense for us. This is, what's our, this is what's so awesome about the comforter, especially if you got one of the big, like fluffy ones. If you take that comforter and you embrace Embrace it and let it just be wrapped around you and truly do what it's called to do, and that is comfort you. Listen, I want you to know this today. Adam was speaking it earlier, man, bro. It was so good. That if you're in that dark season, if you're in a situation, something's been going on in your life, listen, the Holy Spirit is here today. He's in this room, and he's here to comfort you in your time of need. If you will let him today, if you'll quit pushing him back from that, let him comfort you today, man, it will change your life. Romans 8, 26 says it this way. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Oh, man, he, he doesn't expect you to be perfect and, and, and be right all the time. Listen, he helps us in our weaknesses. And he says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Next week, we're going to talk about how that works, some of the gifts of the Spirit and how that works. So be here for that. But I want you to see this, and this is something that we should do, is let the comforter comfort us. Don't look at him. Don't just, just look at the show. Let, let the Holy Spirit do the work in your life. Second thing is this. The Holy Spirit is our graduates. You're going to love this because I know you think you're getting rid of all these. Your teacher. Um, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. It doesn't end. All right. Just because you graduate and you get into tassel and you get into flipping over on the other side of the camp. Listen, he will continue teaching you throughout your life. And this is like one of those teachers that's like awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people are right now, when you think about teacher, and we have like some very awesome, cool teachers in this church. We have a lot of educators, and it's really cool. Some of those, like, are like some of those teachers who are like going to be in the minds of children forever because they were like awesome teachers. Some of you have teachers that you may not feel like were awesome. Uh, that you maybe kind of like struggle with. I, I had a teacher, and um, this was actually in high school. I was a high school student, and, um, and I had a teacher. His name was Mr. Wilson. And uh, Mr. Wilson uh, was, um, he was, he was my teacher and, and I was, I was kind of hard headed and um, you said that out loud. The Holy Spirit didn't do that. Uh, you know, I was kind of hard headed and I, and I went into this class on the very first day and, and me and Mr. Wilson from the very first day, it was one of those kind of deals where like, oh man, this is going to be a fun year. This is going to be a fun year. And uh, I went into the class. I had an attitude. I was just being young and dumb. And I remember being in this class. And as I kind of, kind of went along with the class throughout the year, I, he did some things throughout the year. It was pretty cool. Uh, again, as a high school um, you know, student, I still thought it was awesome because he gave away on Fridays a Citizenship of the Week award. I'm out. 
This is awesome. I mean, high school. I don't know if it's cool anymore, you know, when you get in high school. But he did something that made it like really awesome is he gave a bag of M&Ms with it. That's serious, man. Now, back in the day, 80s, I mean, I'm 30 years now, I graduated, guys. You know, back in the day in the 80s, that was awesome, man. We appreciate M&Ms, and, and, uh, and y'all take it for granted today, but it was a big deal back then. He gave M&Ms to the Citizenship of the Week winners, and I went that whole year and never won Citizenship of the Week. Y'all remember me when you pray, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to let it go. No, 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 no. This, it, it gets better because this is what's really cool about this story. Uh, Mr. Wilson, I realized through time, was not trying to make life bad for me. I, I really began as I kind of went throughout the year, I understood something about Mr. Wilson. He was tough and he was kind of hard around the edges, but you know, he was actually trying to do prepare me for life. He was trying to teach me and help me and get prepared for some of the things that I would face even as a, as a man today. And I, I kind of resisted that and pushed back. And it was amazing. Kind of about halfway through the year and as the year kind of went down the end, I, I quit resisting his teaching and I began to open myself up to it and started receiving the teaching that he gave. And it was wild. I remember this and it was clearly. It was the last week of school and he was giving out the citizenship of the year award. Not no little bag of M&M's. Five pound bag of M&M's, son. Now, it was in the year and, and uh, you know, I don't know if y'all understood how this worked in the 80s. We had Waltmans that were slid into our book bags and I was getting ready to put my big fuzzy headphones on my ear and kind of slide down in the back of the chairs near the end of the year and throw on my tape player and throw in some jam. And, and, and he said, Mr. Rogers, Come on up. Uh, and now, now, typically, early in the year when he was saying, Mr. Rogers, he was saying, Mr. Rogers, I'm going to put you out <laughs> of the room if you continue on. I, I, that's what's going to happen. But he said, Mr. Rogers, come up here. And I went up there, and he did this. He presented me with five-pound bag of M&M's. And he gave me the Citizenship of the Year Award, man. I was like, yeah, y'all get some of this. You know, I was just, I was just so, 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 so excited about this. But, but you know what happened? This is when it worked. This is when the shift happened. And this is when the shift will happen for us. When you quit resisting and start receiving the teaching of the Holy Spirit in your life. And don't think this. He's out to get you. He's out. He's for you. He's the helper. Verse 26 of John 14, Jesus said it this way. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I've said. He's a teacher. Third, third one is this, is that the Holy Spirit is, not final, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Man, he's our counselor. He's the one who for us today, listen, he loves us. He is for us. And, and I don't know, some of you, again, the, the school counselors that comes to mind during this graduation time, these guys have a difficult job now. I mean, it's, it's hard for them. And, and they do this. They sit down with students. With all the tragedies happen, they spend a lot of time encouraging them. But here's one of the things that a counselor will do for you. He will listen to you. They will listen to what's going on in your life, and they will listen to what's happening. And they'll, and they'll do this. When it comes time for them to speak, they'll give you good advice. They'll speak counsel. If it's, and, and the Bible says this. He said, he who listens to godly counsel, heeds that, you're wise. 
And so again, this is what the Holy Spirit will do for us. One of the meanings of that word counselor is kind of like what we see when we see a lawyer. Uh, some of the translation may have say, may say advocate. Uh, it's like when they would say counselors approach the bench. The judge would say that that counselor's doing this. He is a representative for you. And the Holy Spirit is this for us. He's a counselor for us who loves us, who is for us, who will represent us, who will be here for us. We sung about it, man. He's already went, won the war to the head of the enemy. If you today let the counselor Go to work in your life. Fourth and bonus one today, guys, is this. Holy Spirit is our friend. I want you to see the Holy Spirit in that way. I want you again to see him as a friend. The message version that John 14 says it this way. I'll talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend. Can you hear the words of Jesus saying that? Look at his disciples who have become friends with him. Tell them, listen, yeah, this friend is leaving but I'm going to send you a friend who can be with every one of you all the same time, all through, no matter what you're facing, what's going on in your life, I'll be there for you. And, and it's like real friends. I know some, some of you guys, again, who are graduating, you're going on and, and going on different directions. Right now you're thinking like, man, I'm not going to be able to make it without my friends and it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard, this and that. Listen, there's a friend who'll go with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's a friend, and, his, and, and it's the Holy Spirit, and he's at work in our life. And this is what's really cool about the Holy Spirit. And as we get ready to go and just kind of prepare our hearts, even for next week, I want you to know this about the Holy Spirit. He's not like one of those weird friends. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit comes on. It kind of get weird, and it kind of, kind of get a little, 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 little crazy sometimes. The Holy Spirit thing. Listen, listen. Holy Spirit's not weird. Holy Spirit is a beautiful gift to us, and he loves us. And in John chapter 16, final passage this morning, verse 7, I want you to follow along with me, and it says this, Jesus speaking, red letter, he says this. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Hear this? Holy, Jesus saying, listen, I have to go, because I'm, but I'm going to send someone else to you. He's going to come. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because this ruler of this world is judged. Listen, I, I want you to say something here. Jesus is saying, listen, he said, I'm going to be a friend to you. And that the Holy Spirit who's going to go to work in your situation and he's going to do things in your life. Listen, I don't want you to reject this. And it's amazing. Sometimes we get in the mindset of this is what the Holy Spirit is this. Because we, we hear even words like in this, what we just read, that he convicts of sin and, and that he's going to judge the world and, and of, of sin. And we, we kind of get this kind of wrong picture of the Holy Spirit sometimes. I want to encourage you to do something this week. I want to encourage you to, to, to go back and study this passage out. And I want you to see some things that we see here in this of what he does. He convicts the world of sin. Listen, today, this is what he does for each of us. If we haven't surrendered our life to Christ today, you know what the Holy Spirit's doing right now? He's convicting us. And, and that's, we think that sometimes that's like bad. That's like a bad deal. Listen, you know what he's trying to do? Convince us right now that we need him. That we must surrender our life to him. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. He does this if, if you if when you if you read this and study it out. He does this. He convicts of righteousness. I, I'm, and this is what's wild. I'm learning more about this, and and next year will be 40 years of following Jesus. 
I'm learning more about that, what I just read. You know, he convicts of righteousness. You know what that means? Listen, that's not a bad deal. That means instead of me getting in a situation, the, the enemy trying to do something in my life and, and, and the enemy trying to pull, the Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness. You know what he does is this. He's like, bro, you're righteous. Not, no, no, he doesn't, he's not convicting me like, do you want to be righteous? He's convincing me and the Holy Spirit is doing this if you let him today, if you've surrendered your life to him. Righteous. You don't roll like that. It's not how you do things. You're you're righteous. And and, and, and he does this. He begins to speak to us and he lets us know today. If we'll listen, I'll comfort you. I'll teach you. I'll counsel you through any tough time. And I'll be your friend. That's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. I want you to stand with me if you would, please. And just want you just right where you're at to just take a moment and just bow your heads and just close your eyes if you would. What's, what's the Holy Spirit right now today speaking to your heart? What's he saying to you? If, if your answer is this, listen, and this is not to, to speak, speak down, push you down. You're saying, he's not really saying anything to me. I want you to think about something that Shana said earlier. It wasn't he's not speaking, it's that we don't listen. So good. Listen, he's speaking today to our hearts. He's speaking to our lives today. First of all, listen, if you're an unbeliever, you haven't put your faith in Christ. You know what he's saying to you right now? That Jesus that he's been speaking about today, the Holy Spirit that been taught today, you know what he wants? He wants to have a personal relationship with you. And he, he's right now convicting and he's convincing just to let you know. And again, it's for every person who has accepted Christ. They've been in this place right now where they've had to say, man, I realize, I realize this, that I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. Listen, it's just us coming to that place where we surrender our life to him. And right now, I just, I sense the Holy Spirit, man. He's here today. He's speaking to hearts. And just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I want you to do this today. If you're a follower of Christ, you know Jesus. Listen, I just want you to just take a moment, just spend some time in prayer because I believe there's some right now who don't know Christ. And this is, this is what can happen today for you. You can accept the gift of salvation. Remember, you can receive the gift today. If you're not a Christian today, you, you want to know Christ, I want you to do this. You op- open your eyes, you can raise your head up, and I want you to just look at me for just one moment. Just, just look dead at me. It's just okay, just me and you for just a second talking. This is what I would tell you. If we were sitting in my office, across the desk from one another, sitting in a coffee shop, you know what I'd tell you today? Life's precious. We don't know when it'll end. And we need to surrender to what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life. God got you here today. You know why? Because he loves you so much. You may have thought you came here because you had a friend that was graduating or somebody in the church invited you or you saw us online or, you know, family member just invited you. Listen, no, listen. You're here because God got you here. Holy Spirit drew you here. And he wants to have a personal relationship with you today. If you want to surrender your life to Christ, just right where you're standing, just you can do this. Just say today that, God, I believe today Holy Spirit's drawing me. And I surrender my life to that. I don't want to resist any longer. I want to receive today the gift of salvation. I believe that what Jesus did for me on the cross 
taking my sin and shame was enough to date. And I believe he did it for me. I believe on the third day he rose from the grave. I believe he ascended to heaven. I believe he's going to come again. I believe I can spend eternity with him. Put my hope in that today. Put my faith in that today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.